0: say i from city to city an incredible hysterical panic spread i think we're getting into a weird area here
1: you tell fools i not
2: crazy
0: this hysteria
3: you can't handle the truth this brain is gone this is hysteria 51
2: the truth is out there It's a lie. but you won't
3: find it here
0: they're coming for you look there comes one of them now
3: Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to the podcast that's never been to a Disney theme park. Wait, hold on. Um, all right, I need a fact check here. Is that is that true this time? I've been everywhere. <laughs> that's, that's what I thought. Uh, this podcast has never been to a Disney theme park, but we do have robots with plans to have our heads cryogenically frozen. This is Hysteria 51.
2: Yes, 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 yes.
3: I, I
4: think the difference is he'd like to freeze our heads now. <laughs> that sticks
3: out to me <laughs> just like you brand always sweating the details <laughs> well see the thing is last time i said we hadn't been to the rock and you've actually been there so I was checking on I mean, it technically, that asshole's
4: been you know i mean she's the producer she's been there but i've never been so you know eh, hey that's no, all that you matters. always
3: tell people that conspiracy bot is the
4: producer oh yeah but he lies so much i gotta lie too
3: (laughs) (laughs) we are broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension otherwise known as chicago i am your host john goforth and on the other end of this chain and pulley system is my co-host and the man voted most likely to start a cult in high school mr hand
4: uh, thanks John and uh, number one I would like to say that thank you for calling it a chain and pulley system and not a hanglow and uh, for the record <laughs> it's not a cult if you're using it it's a tax shelter at least not right off the bat my accountant told me that
3: I need to get that out first is well let me let me ask the most basic question here is your accountant Cbot
4: in times like these John answers aren't important. On to more pressing matters, <laughs> like <laughs> the truly ghastly and macabre topic for tonight.
0: Disney. Yeah.
3: I can show you the cheese muffins. Shining, shimmering, splendid. Tell me c now when did. You last let your toaster decide. A whole new muffin muffin. Robin Williams was a gin. Aladdin took place in a post apocalyptic world. Buick Regal.
4: <laughs> I think that's him trying to sing. <laughs> I,
3: <laughs> trying being the key word there. Mm-hmm. I, <sighs> all right. I, I guess we need to address these idiots before we get to the topic. If you're new to the show and wondering what all of that was, the first robot who would like to make our heads into giant popsicles is Conspiracy Bot. Brent built him to help with the show, but he'd prefer to help with our demise. The higher-pitched voice, on the other hand, is Conspiracy Bot's robot minion, Kyle. He likes cheese muffins, and apparently he believes Aladdin to have taken place in a post-apocalyptic dystopia, Brent.
1: Saw it, saw it, saw it. I did, I did, I
3: did. Come with Abu if you want to live. All right. (laughs) Enough of these
4: idiots, John. Um, That's terrifying. But anyway, John, we are talking Disney tonight. Hey, you know,
3: Brent, I've got to interject there. Okay, okay. Kyle is not the first one to say that uh, Aladdin might have actually taken place in a uh, future post-apocalyptic dystopia. That's actually a thing on the internet.
4: Oh, well, I'm, I'm, are you active member in the subreddit, John?
0: (laughs) It's on, it's on 8chan.
4: It's on 8chan. There you go. Yeah. Oh, 8chan. Yeah. I'm I'm dating myself there. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, come on, old man.
4: (laughs) Well, then uh, before we get to our guests, I want to bring up a Disney conspiracy that we won't be discussing tonight, and this is a big one, sex. Deplorable things like penises and vaginas drawn into shit here and there. There have been more than one occasion when these abominations and that's I'm sure what parents tell the kids are. Those are abominations. <laughs> have made their way into the purity that in a Disney film. There they are just killing the the uh protagonist parents and you gotta have a fucking penis shoved into the shot. What's your favorite penis, John? Is what I'm getting at in a in a child's
3: <laughs> cartoon. What's my favorite Disney snuff film? <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant what I said. What's your favorite penis in a child's cartoon? <laughs> oh, okay. All right. It's the one that I was I was uh I was familiar with this this concept. Mm-hmm. Um because I actually owned it. Um I owned The Little Mermaid on VHS when I was younger. Um I, I Honestly, I think I owned it when I was a teenager. I, 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 I To this day, I really like The Little Mermaid. I think it's The a, a Little Mermaid. Aladdin's probably my favorite. I also really like The Little Mermaid. I like The Lion King. I, I am unabashedly a fan of these movies. But The Little Mermaid I owned on VHS, it was one of those big pillowy VHS uh, cases, yeah, if you know yeah. what I'm talking about, that, like extra White plastic and, on them. And
4: feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crankle yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. And I remember talking about this in high school. Like, there's a dick on there. Yes. Why is there a dick on there? Yeah, all of the the things are are just dick dick dick. dicks.
4: Yeah. That was a big thing. Even back then, people would have like a printed out copy of an email they got talking about
3: it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. From Prodigy. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So the but the thing about the Little Mermaid case is it's been kind of like roundly disproven as a as a conspiracy. So the the story had it. Uh, prior to its disprovisation that's not a word but i just made it one um the story had it that there was a disgruntled um artist working on the vhs case for little mermaid and as he was being fired or as he was leaving or whatever the case may be he said one one more middle finger old uncle walt here and uh, I'm going to draw a dick on the VHS version I of this. We have got 15 minutes. i got to get a dick out. <laughs> yeah. The problem with it is, well, a few things. First, uh, the artist that was commissioned to do all of that work didn't even work for Disney, so wasn't about to be fired. And then somebody went so far as to actually find the artist that did the work and interview them. And we learned a few things. First, we learned that this wasn't the first appearance of that picture. It was used in promotional stuff before the VHS was released. The second thing we learned is that he had like five minutes to get this picture right. done. And so yeah. he was doing it really quick, didn't even look at the final product. And uh, all of the checkers, the people that look at art before it goes out, didn't notice it either. Like no one, it, it, it was an accident. Like all of the, the spires, as you were saying, brand are fairly phallic. Yeah. Uh, and this one was just, you know, extra phallic. When you're looking for dicks. You can see dicks.
4: That's yes, true. It's true. That's how Seba lives his life.
1: <laughs> it's true. Also
3: true. <laughs> dick, 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 dick. Uh, dicks is that? <laughs> A lot of dicks. Yeah. Did uh uh? But you know the most interesting. The, well, the irony here is that no one noticed it until someone in this guy's church group called him up and said, "Hey, you did the art for the Little Mermaid, right? So what's the story with the dick?" Nothing. And he's like, you, What? What? <laughs> no, no clue what you're talking about here. <laughs> looks at on the line. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not gay. Um,
3: what? But
4: Deacon in all seriousness,
0: Bar- th-
3: what? This was a. This was. Um. This was a, an innocuous mistake that turned into internet lore. And I would say, you know, this was one of the more interesting internet uh, rumors circling early days internet we're talking in the 90s like the compulsive dick drawing in super bad
4: cockophilia or whatever they said it was (laughs) like there i am drawing this big veiny masterpiece Like I didn't mean them to be dicks; they just turned out to be dicks. That's the that's what really happened.
3: Maybe he'd never seen a spire. This is what you get when you listen to Hysteria Fifty One. You tune in to hear th- to hear rumors about the all the weird stuff that might have transpired uh, as related to Walt Disney, and you get a five minute treatise on dick drawing. I'm just saying we're doing our job, else. man. That's all I'm saying.
4: Not, exactly. So that's that's your uh, dick eulogy, we'll call it. Do you got any others that you want to talk about?
3: Well, there, there's two more I want to talk about, but the, this, the, um hmm. one is unsubstantiated or denied, but uh, we we all know the truth, and the other really happened. Okay, so the 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 denied one is the priest also in the Little Mermaid. So dude's um, got a dick erection. I don't know why I said dick it, erection, like there was like <laughs> like an elbow erection, but <laughs> he's got it's erection. like a, my wife asked me the other day where I saw something like saw a quote. I, I said on the World Wide Web. Yeah, she's like, "What? I just see from my nose." (laughs) Did you say the World Wide Web is this 1999, and you're my grandfather? I mean, (laughs) um, but no. So the uh, so Ursula has tricked, uh, whatever his name is, you know, Ariel's beau into marrying him, marrying her. And uh, they're about to get married on the ship, and there's that that little pudgy priest who's about to marry them. Oh, I remember his name,
4: Tony Danza. Ursula,
0: Mona, (laughs) Ariel, (laughs) Ariel. Sorry.
3: Uh, they're about to get married, and he starts to he starts the ceremony. And if you slow it down, there is one really good frame, and he's just got a bulge where his dick would be, like in his (laughs) pants. Like it is, it is. And and Disney actually refuted it and said, no, it's his knee. Sometimes <laughs> your, your knee's real high. So that's what I used to tell girls when I was dancing with them in high school. Yeah, right. what, what is that? Oh, that's my knee. Don't worry about it. <laughs> is that a gun in your pocket? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can say anything there. I'm just going to admit it because I'm not yeah. going to tell you And the when truth. they threw <laughs> it in with like one frame, come on. Come
4: on. It's like, or, or they, you know,
3: hey, uh, Mr. Goforth, can you come to the front of the class and do you your work on the chalkboard? No one nope. wants
4: me to do that right now.
3: Not right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last one. Uh, there was a cartoon with little, little, uh, little mice and cats and whatnot. I think they, the, the main, the main protagonists were mice called the rescuers. Mm hmm. Sounds dumb. And, Never seen uh, it, but
4: I'm familiar with, you know. Yeah, I, know I, it.
3: I think I might have seen it a long time ago. Not not high on my list. But the the characters' names are Biana and Bernard. And they are flying past, they're flying through their city in a sardine can.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: As, as you want to do yeah. if you're a mouse. And flashes of the city are, are, are stringing by. And, you know, it, it's literally one frame a second. You know, you really can't tell what it is. But someone, someone somewhere decided to freeze it uh, and look frame by frame and they're bigger than Dallas is a right there in in a wall, a window. It looks like a topless woman
4: bigger than Dallas. One would also say, you know, this thing was so huge. It was, you know, bigger than a Walmart. It's true. That's true.
3: I, I, Dallas is the next, you know, next one up. Like, so you've got a meter and then a kilometer Mm -hmm. it's, it's Walmart. And then Dallas, (laughs) Just to clear that up for everybody yeah. at home, and then half of Dallas is a Poughkeepsie, so <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. Now you're getting it,
4: man.
0: <laughs> it's about as good <laughs> um, as
4: the you know the the other measurements
3: that we use in America. So it's fine. <laughs> it's true. A foot, a yard. Uh, by the way, if you had a yard that was the size of a yard, it would suck. It would not be much of a yard. <laughs> That's true. Uh, anyway, uh, the so the topless woman's absolutely there. By the way, all three examples that we just gave you. 100% happened and you can find frames of them on the on the internet. Um, n- you will not find them in in real life. I mean I suppose there are hard copies of the the little mermaid like VHS jacket but uh, in the actual footage of the movie uh, where with the priest's erection and with the uh, the rescuers, that stuff has been pulled out. Yeah. So even though uh, Disney you know, likes to say it was his knee, they still pulled it out. And they also pulled out the topless woman and the rescuers. But you can find them on the interwebs.
4: That's funny to me. You know how they every once in a while they'll sell the old, you know, uh, the painted frames, the stills? Yeah, sure. <laughs> It'd be awesome to have the titty still.
3: <laughs> Just <laughs> like a, the background <laughs> with tits. What's that from, can you- Disney. <laughs> I I mean, if it was like an original still, like like with like, what would that be worth? The one that it's like the old, uh, you know, baseball error cards. Right, error right. cards were always worth more fuck than fuck off or uh, fuck
4: you or whatever. Who who's got that on the bottom of his bat? I forget. Oh who it was. yeah, yeah, like I the forgot about that. Of someone famous, but
3: he's still but playing. no, even error cards like where they were off center or uh, yeah. a big one would be the the um the frame was reversed. There's so it would be like a NBA mirror frame
4: card. This famous, just because I forget who's in it, but. The um, Menendez brothers are in the front row behind him.
3: Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about.
0: Yeah.
4: You know, so, uh, Anyway, man. Yeah. Uh, if, Nation, if I forget after this episode comes out, remind me, I'll find all these online and I'll put it, the pictures up so you can see uh, some uh, some tits and, and some uh, priest direction. <laughs> in other words, Disney. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, luckily, since we're talking Disney, we don't have to just go down the the dick and fart joke road that we are so accustomed to. Because we just
3: burn the bridge to them buying our show. Well,
4: Disney Plus is going to have a lot of money. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, all right, good. But good. we don't have to do it alone, is what I was saying, because we are not going to Disney alone this week. You don't want? Oh, I don't think thank anyone God. goes to we Disneyland by themselves, do they?
3: I'm sure some people do. Oh, I'm sure a lot of people probably do. Probably not but the people that we probably want to be around. <laughs> what, what excites me is that we have a guest, because that means that you and I aren't just going to be trading barbs back and forth about a place that neither of us have
4: been. My wife has been like 364 times. I've been zero. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mr. James Payton, thank you so much for joining us. You were the, the Disney connoisseur who was like, let's do Disney. Yes,
2: sir. Thanks for having me, guys.
4: Thank you. What brought you in for this? Why were you like, I want to talk Disney?
2: Oh, man. I've been to Disney. Uh, We we go to Disney a lot. Uh, We're a Disney family. We have the Disney Plus. We got Disney shirts. We got all kind of Disney shit around here. Um, It
4: seems like everyone's either that or not. Yeah, yeah. There's I "I went once. (laughs) You go and you get hooked or you've never been, it seems like.
2: No. Fun fact, we uh, actually were at Disney World as the world was shutting down in March.
3: Oh wow. Oh wow. Yeah. So, yeah. so Disney World, is that the one do you live in um in Florida? Is that the one you normally go to or w- w- what part are you in?
2: That that's the only one we go to. We we live in Texas and uh, we I've never been to Disneyland. We've only been to Disney World um in Florida. And uh yeah, we we were there as the world was uh starting to uh Shut down due to the everlasting COVID. Um, yeah. That was pretty interesting. Um, we we were able to finish our vacation unlike a lot of other people. Right.
4: <laughs> you know, interestingly enough, I've never been, but John and I once went to a podcasting convention on the like real, literally on the Disneyland grounds mm-hmm. in in California. You could hear oh, the roller right. coasters yeah, yeah. and shit. We're staying there, but we didn't go into the park because we were working the whole time.
2: Oh man, that sucks! I <laughs> know, <laughs> and I told my wife, I'm like, "Why don't you come
4: to the like, And then I'm like, sending her pictures. She's like, "Oh my god, where did I go?" <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah,
2: but yeah, that was just a quick fun fact. But uh, th- again, thanks for having me, guys. This, this, I listen to you guys all the time. Uh, I'm a fan of Cbot. Cbot, you're my homie. I, you know, uh, and I'm a
0: big fan of you. Dying in a fire. <laughs>
4: he's, a, he's a huge fan of everyone, as you can see. That's uh, one of the, yeah.
3: actually that's one of the nicer things he said to guests so i'd take it as a win yeah <laughs> i'm gonna
2: take okay i'm gonna take a win wherever i can get it with cbot so uh but yeah i'm from a little town called Ocean Springs, mississippi um it's in the same county as pascagoula mississippi so thanks to this show Ooh, i learned that we have ufos pascagoula.
4: that's yes, right sir. yeah and that's just a fun name to say
2: it is and you guys said it right well
3: there's a first time for everything james there's a first Uh, time for everything
2: no and and, uh so yeah that's where i'm from i went to college at a little college called the university of south alabama um graduated with a broadcast journalism degree and i guess i needed more adventure in my life so i joined the army not too long after that uh where i did some it and communications work well thank Uh, you
4: for your service very much i appreciate
2: that Thank you so much. Um, went on an all-expense-paid vacation to the Middle East back in 2011, <laughs> thanks go. to uh, everyone's favorite Uncle Sam.
3: Nope.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, and I did that for 10 years, and now I work for a large media company that shall remain nameless.
3: You know, eventually – we're no longer going to be able to say. I mean, I've said those similar. I've said similar things when I've worked at large media companies. You know, shall remain nameless. The more and more they combine and consolidate, eventually, we're not going to be able to say that remain nameless. It's going to be like one of two. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but it might be but, the one that we're talking about this week. Eventually, <laughs> uh, that's yeah. true. They are one. That is, that is, that is very, very true. true. Yeah, yes, I thought actually before we we dive into the big conspiracy that first. Um, the House of Mouse, everyone is kind of familiar with, but I don't know if everyone grasps just kind of how big and, and, and encompassing it is. So, before we started, I want to give a little background before we get into some of the juicier legends and conspiracies and, and, uh, I don't know, you know, just all the craziness that is around Disney. Um, okay. you know, who doesn't love Disney movies? You know, it's, it's one of those things everyone kind of grows up with them. And they go from modern day stories and they take new takes on classics to the original classics that, you know, we were raised on. Remember when they would release the VHSs every once in a while and people would go and buy them and they weren't always all available?
3: Oh yeah. They went back to the vault. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the vault. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And
4: I think like going along with what we were saying, like Disney just kind of has a special place in everyone's heart for, for one way or another, but. Uh, Not everyone is a fan. Like a lot of people have. Well, even a lot of the fans have these things. A lot of them have theories. And uh, one of the things that they always say, and I was reading a lot of these and they'll say this theory could ruin your childhood and i hate that term <laughs> <laughs> it, like ruin my childhood like how you know like uh anyway
3: uh, it's one of those things that i just kept popping up but there were lots of things that ruined my childhood disney being behind something or the other isn't going to be ruined. right right <laughs>
2: no no i can't say that disney ruined my childhood at all having right. a ceiling fan fall on my head that 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 ruined my childhood for a little bit of time <laughs> there that that happen, happened by the way lord that yeah. happened oh god. <laughs> That happened. Silent fan fell on my head when I was four. Yeah. yeah
4: there are some, oh. some seriously twisted theories about Disney and a few truths. And yeah. it, some of them might actually surprise you. But first, before we get into all of that, um what is it? What's Disney? And I thought I wanted to start with technical jargon. You can get this off of their their site. Yeah. Uh, the Walt Disney Company, commonly known as just Disney, is an American diversified multinational mass media and entertainment conglomerate headquartered at the Walt Disney Studio Complex in Burbank, California. Sounds like a branch of government.
3: I know it is. There's a. a- so the, I did my I did some research here. There is the executive, there's the legislative, there's the judicial, and there's the Disney, uh, <laughs> the, that's Disney. the fourth yeah. branch, which yeah. is uh, the
4: same as executional. Uh, yeah. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so
3: founded on October
4: sixteenth, nineteen twenty three, by Walt and Roy O. Disney as the Disney Brothers Cartoon Studio, it is also operated under the names of the Walt Disney Studio, Walt Disney Productions, and then now finally from nineteen eighty six on, the Walt Disney Company. And the company has established itself as leader in the American animation industry before diversifying into live-action film production, television, and theme parks. (gasps) That's how they describe themselves. So, yeah. And what that says is they own fucking everything. Fucking (laughs) everything. Yes. Yes. If you love it, they're buying it or own it. Put on their website, we own all of this shit. Right. Right and so it it kind of started in the eighties. That's when they started buying up shit willy nilly. And mm-hmm. so this is crazy. So they have the Walt Disney Studios and that includes that's the studios. Under mm-hmm. that umbrella is Walt Disney Pictures, Walt Disney Animation Studios, Pixar, Marvel Studios, Lucasfilm, Twentieth Century Studios, Searchlight, and Blue Sky Studios. Pretty much almost everything you're seeing warner brothers and there's a few other you know places out there that are pumping out shit but that is a lot lucas marvel pixar walt disney
3: oh you you skipped one anna snuff it's where they make snuff films with animation characters (laughs) Um,
0: oh Oh, yeah it's a lot of of bambi's
3: mom dying just went a whole new route in that one
4: Oh. That, yeah, but besides that then there are the Disney media networks, then you got Disney parks, experiences and products and Walt Disney direct to consumer and international. Those are real things that, that they own. And then What does that mean? Well, right. So so through <laughs> those segments Disney owns and operates ABC, the ABC broadcast network, and they own a bunch of cable television networks like the Disney Channel, ESPN, free and fx they also own the national geographic channel and it's publishing merchandising music and theater divisions and then you got disney's parks experiences and products and they own 14 theme parks around
3: the world oh that's interesting you said you mentioned so you mentioned fx they own fx now because i yeah i guess they didn't they buy this is the whole thing with marvel being able to uh Use like uh, X Men and shit right. like that because that came over as part of, like, was it? Uh, they, when they bought 20th Fox. Century Fox. 20th Century yeah. Fox.
2: They yeah. bought a part of that. Yeah, yeah. So now they own all all anything Marvel. Now they own it. You know that was that was a big thing for a lot of you know nerds out there. I, me, I am nerd. um Now that they can use X Men, they can use Fantastic Four in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's Kind of a big deal for people like me.
3: The one thing they're missing out on are the rights to um uh what ha- what Sony has. Yes, right which yeah. is,
4: But they are now Sony's finally playing ball with them. You know, they are so they can at least do some some interchanging. And this is right. also giving way to things to where we might see a Spider Verse movie where they're going to have Tomi McGuire and Andrew Garfield in with yeah. the current Spider Man and things like that. And these are just the big ones. FX, you know, they uh, that means there's FXX and ESPN. Eight, the
3: Ocho. old strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays <laughs> off. <more>. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Everything that they have, like these are just the big things. And each one of these things, uh, and they, you know, cut off one head and two co- take its place. You know, it's kind of the thing with Disney. It's a lot of stuff. And don't forget. Though also, and this is interesting, too, that the cartoon character Mickey Mouse, created in 1928 by Walt Disney and UBI Works, uh, it, or eworks I don't know how you say that, is one of the most recognizable, right behind, like, Coca-Cola, uh, characters or brands, and it serves as the company's official mascot. And this is interesting. So you have these laws that say that you can only have rights to things for so long. Well, yeah mickey mouse was created in 1928 he's already got his stay of execution pushed back to where like you can't you know he's not in he's not in public domain he's
0: like, now, yeah.
4: it's up again in 21 or 22 i forget and i was reading online they're like yeah it's gonna be redone to where it gets pushed back further they're not gonna let mickey mouse become public fucking domain <laughs> they're lobbying <laughs> right now for that shit and you know how much money they would
2: lose if 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 like Walt Disney's great niece, once removed, said, "Hey, we don't need this Mickey shit no more."
4: Well, and one of her, <laughs> one of his nieces, one of the Disneys is an outspoken kind of against uh, Disney, so to speak. So yeah, yeah, like think about that shit.
3: You know the the, the thing about Mickey Mouse. Uh, we, we were talking about this the other day, my wife and I, because my my kids watching uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse every now and then. And it's like you know the main character is Mickey, and then you know there's all the ancillary characters, you know Donald and Goofy and Pluto and whatnot. Um, when I was growing up, the one the one star from the the Disney closet that was not featured in anything I watched was Mickey Mouse. Uh, I mean, right, like there was the yeah. old old cartoon, like like his original what was his original cartoon, uh, Steamboat Willie. Ste- yeah, like yeah. like so people from back then knew, of course, of of Mickey. But like our generation or around our generation, seventies, eighties, nineties, like Mickey wasn't the star.
2: That you know? I think a lot of it has to do with who was the CEO at the time. It was uh Was it Michael name? Eisner? It was Eisner. Eisner was I mean, he can't really get rid of Mickey. I mean, Mickey is Disney right. Disney's Mickey, but I think he was really into, you know, pumping up a lot of the other properties like Like Darkwing Duck and Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers, you know, that kind of that kind of shit like that. So I I think that was mainly due
4: to who the CEO. Right. DuckTales and things like that. uh, They were moving into more like a hipper brand. Yeah. Try to be more. Yeah. Be more hip. Yeah. Remember back in the nineties when you would see Goofy and his son and Goofy sons wearing like baggy jeans and little round yeah. sunglasses go and truth. shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, it was, it was definitely trying to, to redo a thing. Now, James, you said that you are a, um, a Disney family. You've been a lot of times. Did you grow up that way? Were you a, a Disney fan and did you go to like Disneyland or I'm sorry, Disney World? As you said, you never been to the land as a kid or was this as an adult and, and, and it grew from there?
2: so I never went to Disney world as a kid. Um, just, we never made it out there uh, from Mississippi. Um, uh, so the the Disney thing didn't really kick off for me until I got married. My wife had been to Disney world. Um, once she went, when she was in high school, um, she actually performed at Disney world as part of like a a band competition thing back in the early Mm two thousands. Um, and she's a huge Disney fan. So I kind of glommed on to that, you know, when we got married and I went to Disney world for the first time, uh, right before I deployed, I went, uh we went for christmas 2010 that was my first time going so uh yeah not as a kid disney world wasn't really a thing but i, I mean I, I grew up watching those cartoons like you know right. Duck and goof troop you know like like we talked about and, and and it's funny i never thought about mickey not being the the front and center star of disney back in the 90s until john just said it That's,
3: yeah. yeah
2: but yeah no it just really it really kicked off as an adult for me
3: yeah i mean me too i i well I did take a trip once with uh, with my friend Mickey. Uh, I was in college. Um, <laughs> certain certain fungus might have been involved, and uh, I watched Fantasia. Um, oh, uh, oh yeah. Oh,
2: you're, I bet that was it, exhilarating.
3: Get a little, get a little of the a little wacky tabacky, or if you want to go, if you want to go psilocybin, <laughs> you can. Um, and uh, and watch Fantasia because it is a trip. I bet it is.
4: <laughs> John, John, John. I'm, I'm gonna have to call you. I'm out not employer. endorsing
3: drug use. <laughs> I'm just saying that in college it happens. <laughs> there you go. Wow. You asked if we went on, <laughs> went on a trip. Yeah, you went on a you went a hell of
2: a trip if you was taking uh, some some good stuff yeah. and watched Fantasia. Uh, oh my gosh.
4: So uh, yeah, they say that the road to the top is paved in blood, and Disney's <laughs> at the top. So uh, I think we're going to learn that there is at least a lot of people have to say that uh, they've got some skeletons in their closet and some crazy shit going on. So we're going to go to break real quick, but we're going to get to the, the heart of this. The meat and the potatoes when we come back. The weird shit and conspiracies that are intertwined with Disney. That's coming up next on Hysteria 51. we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like?
1: Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation, too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak.
0: And,
4: you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation.
1: <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's it, they designed it for long-term retention, you know. It, and, yeah. Uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you you say it until you do, and then you know that that just seeps into your head.
4: Well, and that's why you know this has been trusted by experts for thirty years, and there's over twenty five different languages that you can learn, and people millions and millions of users use it because, like you said, it does seep in, and you're using it with you know you get speech recognition, and mm-hmm. it it hears you. You get to use like the built in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient, and you can do it at your own time. You know, and we don't yeah. we don't do long term um stuff like this, and this is the this is the one that we've chosen and we love it. So all you guys gotta do, pu- don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now. Right now. Get now. started. For Larry Limited Time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for fifty percent off. How much? 50%. Visit Rosetta Stone. Dot com slash today. That's 50% off. Unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it?
1: Rashate. You're oh. 50% off. Rashate. <laughs> <laughs> redeem it. 50% off. com slash today. Do it today. Nation, we want pictures of your dogs. That's just a Personal request from me, but while you look for a good one, let me tell you about something near and dear to mine Brent's hearts: your dog's health. You may have noticed lots of dogs suffering from health issues these days—joints, odors. It's not good. Actress Katherine Heigl noticed these issues too, and after a ton of research, there was one place she found we can look to support any dog's health: their food. So she created Superfood Complete, food for your four-legged friend that's made with over 30 of the healthiest ingredients on the planet, including several superfoods vital to your dog's health. Her company, Badlands Ranch, also supports the Jason Debus Heigl Foundation, which has helped rescue thousands of dogs and place them in loving homes. Now, I know Brent has used Superfood Complete with his lovable meatballs, and they absolutely love it. He said it's easy to prepare, both his guys grow crazy for it, and he loves knowing what he's giving them as healthy and full of ingredients that are actually beneficial to his little rapscallions. you can try it for yourself by going to badlandsranch.com/hysteria and order right now to get up to 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money back guarantee if you want your dog to experience all these incredible things go to badlandsranch.com/hysteria today
3: listen listen guys i'm not endorsing doing drugs what i'm trying to say <laughs> is that if you were to be in a state of mind that is outside of your normal state of mind uh-huh. fantasia might be a fun video to watch
4: that's it mom that's all i was I'm saying. to do a podcast and the guy said if i do mushrooms i'll see mickey and goofy and
3: <laughs> all the favorite cartoon characters
4: all all the shit
3: <laughs> will the court rise <laughs>
4: so james you had came to us what do you, do you, we're going to talk about these first conspiracies myths urban legends whatever what's your favorite one what's what's one that you had found that you want to talk about that you just absolutely loved oh man the origins of disney
2: world and how that all came to be and how the cia is involved in that
4: Ooh, the cia
2: oh man so uh back in the 50s uh it, it became pretty clear to old Walter that he needed to, uh, he needed to capitalize on this amusement park thing. You know, Disneyland was doing good. He had already opened that up. Uh, it saved the company from bankruptcy because they were not doing well financially until Disneyland was built. Uh, so he started thinking about a second location for a theme park and he set his heart on Florida. Now there, there's a story out there actually that he was looking at St. Louis to to open up the second park, wow. but well, and, and and I can't really confirm or deny. There was it was just a there was mentions of it online. Um, but apparently, he he was insulted by some Budweiser executives. They pissed him off. He pissed them off. Who knows? And that's probably not even true. But uh, he faced some challenges.
3: As a former St. Louisan, I lived there for a number of years. I can confirm it is not, in fact, the happiest place on earth. <laughs>
4: As a frequent visitor, all of, all of my formative years, I can very much agree with that.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I've heard I've heard uh, not so good things about St. Louis. <laughs> right. yeah. But as he was looking at Florida, he he had some challenges. Uh, you know he he was he was one thing that he, that he was really pissed off about was that in D- at Disneyland in the first park. There were a lot of cheap hotels and businesses that were kind of springing up, and he really didn't have any control over that. Yeah. So, going into Florida, he wanted to be able to have complete control over everything that was going to be around the.
4: Yeah. The, second in park. California, you're just like, and I'm driving down the road. Oh, Disneyland. You know? Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's very different. Yeah. It's in Florida, it's its own. <laughs> its I mean, it's a fucking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And you'll see it. It's. There's, there's a lot to. That land in in, in Florida. So,
3: As someone who's been to Orlando twice now, uh, without going to Disneyland, I can tell you it, in fact, is also not the happiest place on Earth. (laughs) I have an idea. Let's pick somewhere that has all the horrible weather that Florida gets and terrible temperatures and humidity, but none of the beaches. It's so funny you said that, because
4: when you said he picked Florida, and knowing where they went, I thought to myself, Why? But hey, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, it is hot. Eh, You know,
2: strange shit happens, but it's about to get stranger. So he wanted complete control. He, uh, He set his heart on Florida and he started to figure out how he could make that complete control thing happen for him. So he turned to. Probably a name that many of your listeners are familiar with. And I think you guys have talked about him quite a few times. A man by the name of William Wild Bill Donovan. Wild who was Bill. was the founder of the uh, OSS. He,
4: he was also uh, an amazing G.I. Joe character. So, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> he was. That. He <laughs> was an amazing G.I. <laughs> Joe character, Brett. <laughs> but,
2: yeah, he was the founder of the OSS yeah. back in World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, so, Walt teamed up with him. And he also teamed up with a guy named Paul Hellowell. Uh, who was an incredibly shady person in, in CIA uh, operations back in uh, Southeast Asia and the Caribbean. So he gets with these two guys, and shenanigans ensues. Right. Uh, part of the plan, once he teamed up with them, was that uh, he Hellowell was going to start buying up land mm-hmm. in Florida for like eighty dollars an acre, while while Bill's uh, Donovan's law firm ran a disinformation campaign to prevent anyone working uh to figure out who's behind those purchases
4: yeah it's it's one of the oldest tricks in the book when someone's buying yeah. up land and they use these shell companies and llcs and things like that and they still do it to this day you know yeah. and it's it's one way to buy out an area under the guise of uh well a lot of places called gentrification or whatever yeah it's just pushing people out of their fucking place
2: yeah um, it's it's classic cia classic yeah. cia tactics for sure so yeah, bought like bought a, a bunch of land for $80 an acre. Um, then the word finally got out that, hey, this is Disney that's buying up this land. So the price jacked up to $80,000 an acre. But by that time, he had already acquired enough land. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was, he was good to go. He didn't, he didn't really care about the price hike too much because he had the land that he needed. So they got the land. So Donovan uh, advised Disney to set up puppet governments to get around a lot of regulation. Uh, so they set up two cities. One was called uh, Bay Lake and one was called Lake Buena Vista. They're still there. They're yeah. still in that area to this day. And they set up a third one called the Reedy Creek Improvement District, which would handle like all of the waste removal, emergency medical services and shit like that. Um, again, those three places are still there. They keep people on in those cities that live there um, to, to make the government run so to speak mm-hmm. um but yeah so that's how the cia helped walt disney buy the land and set up the land so that he could uh pretty much keep it self-contained without uh too much outside control he gets i mean disney gets uh, like a lot of tax breaks and shit because yeah because of this setup um they, they don't have to really worry about uh, a lot of overregulation because of this setup and you know uh, i mean i guess one could say that that shit's unconstitutional right
3: Right. Well, so, so James, uh, my first question is: <laughs> the story that you just told, is this like accept? Like, yep, that's how it happened. Accepted.
4: Oh no, this is absolutely true. This is documented. Yeah, they they've even done this when uh, it was a PBS or whoever did the documentary on them a few years ago. This is
3: public record. Yeah, this public record. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm. I know. I know. I'm just going to ask that on each of these stories. <laughs> Because some, no, we're we're, no, you, we're, we're yeah. calling the episode Disney conspiracies. Yeah, conspiracies yeah. implies that you know not all of it is one hundred percent factual and on public record. So I'm I'm just I'm I'm asking on behalf of the listener. Yeah, um, is the this one is yeah. is well informed and did happen?
2: It actually yeah, actually happened yeah. And 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 when you go to Disney World and you're riding around and you're on the property that's just fucking huge. You see, like, Reedy Creek Improvement District utility vehicles driving all all around. Um, and, and, I, and, you know, the first few times I went, I'm like, what? There's something to that. And it wasn't until I started digging in and found out what the Reedy Creek Improvement District was that, oh, shit, it's a phantom
4: city. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm going to bring one. And, John, since you said this, I'm going to just let you know off the bat. I don't want to tell any tales out of school. It's not true, but I bet a lot of people think it is. Yeah. Here's the first one. Walt Disney's Frozen? He's yes. Not actually Frozen. I heard this as a kid. Didn't you guys all hear Walt Disney yes. fucking Frozen?
2: Yes, I heard this one. I heard that the movie Frozen is like yeah. low key telling <laughs> like, like, hit, story. Hit, wink,
4: wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Well, also, think. yeah.
3: How many episodes of The Simpsons are there with his? with his head, you know, in cryogenic some sort of cryogenic state at some point. Now, when I say
4: that there isn't I should say, and they they had to say this even and everything, there's no, for the record, there is no solid evidence to suggest that Disney was frozen, and actually Disney's daughter, Diane uh, she wrote in 1972 quote, there's absolutely no truth that my father, Walt Disney, wished to be frozen. I doubt that my father had ever heard of cryonics Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I think it was uh... He was cremated, right? That I don't know. I, I don't know that.
3: There, There is one piece, gentlemen, of let's call it circumstantial evidence that I did do a little research on that I'd like to share with you. James, you alluded to it. It's the movie Frozen. Yes. So uh, think about this. Play along with me. Lots of Disney movies. I would dare to say a majority of Disney movies. Are based on old stories, stories that they didn't originate, but rather took their own, had their own take on. And monetized them. Monetized the shit out of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Pinocchio. is based on the adventures of Pinocchio. Cinderella is based on the story. Cinderella also can be known as the Little Glass Slipper, but in certain, but it's certainly also known as Cinderella. Bear with me here. Sleeping Beauty is based on the story, The Sleeping Beauty in the Woods. Bambi is based on the Necronomicon. Dad
4: checks out. I agree with Dad that. Does check out.
3: <laughs> I, might, I, I, I might have made that one up. But 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 the Little Mermaid is based on a story called, you guessed it, the Little Mermaid. And Frozen is based on a story called the Snow Queen. One of these things is not like the other. That's right, Cbot. <laughs> Good job, C-bot. That's right. the The only conclusion here, based on my uh, selected <laughs> choices, uh, is that. Uh, and the way the Internet search works, the powers that be at Disney decided to associate the word frozen with a smash hit movie so that whenever you Google Walt Disney Frozen, you get a bunch of Elsa, Anna and Olaf. No, that, that not makes the sense. Frozen. It's got to be right. Yeah. yeah it, it, you get that instead of the frozen corpse or head of Walter Disney. Um, I think this conspiracy checks out. I am convinced. that.
2: I, you know what, with Disney being the way that it is just in its totality, I, I that kind of checks out for me.
0: How, in
3: all seriousness, how crazy would it be that a company could have that much power be like, you know, I, we just don't like the way this whole, uh, SEO is going for the word frozen. Uh, let's find a story and make it the most popular movie ever animated movie ever. And, uh, we can, we can change the whole narrative.
2: <laughs> and make a I mean, bunch of money. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Well, let me throw oh. one
3: out because one, it kind of goes along with this. I love
4: the whole, you know, basing things on things. I got another one here for you. So, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Some of you might have heard of it. If you've been to uh, Disney World, uh, it's uh, it's closed. They closed it down, but it's based on a book called The Wind and the Willows, which I think a lot of us probably had to read uh, when you're in high school or, or middle school or whatever and probably in high school but anyway and the wind in the willows uh the toad mr toad is a, a driver he drives all over the place and he is it's crazy well not in the book or on the the disney world ride but in the ride in disneyland this is fucking crazy they made a leap with this mr toad hits a train and goes to fucking hell Literally what? on the ride, there are demons and dragons, and you go through these flames. They're not real flames. All this is a children's ride. He literally, it's the only on the one. And if you look it up online, you can find the, the he literally, there is a Satan character with horns and dressed like the devil with a pitchfork and everything. He hits a train and goes to hell. <laughs> what? That this is, that a true is one. insane. Yeah, like who, who greenlit that and goes, yeah. And Mr. Toad's Wild Ride has been around for a long time and it, it got a redesign years ago. Uh, the one in, in the one in, I believe Disneyland or world, I'm sorry, closed in. Either ninety five or two thousand five. I can't remember. So it's been closed for a while. Probably but scared uh, the shit out of a bunch of kids. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, well, <laughs> yeah, don't 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 drive fast.
3: <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't know. Hey, that although, was. if you brought your kid and you're going through the hell portion of that ride, and the kids just looking around and wonder, going, "Yes, yes," I right. <laughs> worry a little bit when you get home.
2: That, that goes back to that whole thing of Walt Disney being uh, a Satanist, right? Isn't that, isn't that a thing?
3: Well, I mean
4: anyone in power that's just you know, I think you just throw that out, oh yeah, and they drink children's blood and they're and they're Satanists and, and things like yeah. that. So yeah, that's been
3: Oh yeah, and they're pedophiles. Yeah, yeah. right. right Pizzagate. Right, right. Yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so James, what is your uh, what is your next uh tale of Disney?
2: So this one is um it's it's not so creepy, but it's it's definitely goes to the heart of Disney's uh elitist ways. Um, you guys ever heard of uh, the Golden Oak neighborhood?
0: Yes. No? Yeah.
4: Yes. And I have um, looked at it just because it blows me away. Uh, <laughs> this whole thought. And it kind of speaks to what you said before. I'm not going to get away. Keep going. But yes, I'm very familiar with this. Yeah. So
2: apparently there's a neighborhood in in the Walt Disney World complex called Golden Oak. Um, It's not really, like I said, it's not really weird. It's not really secretive, but it's pretty interesting. So it's a neighborhood full of luxury homes um, that range in price between $2 million and $10 million. Yep. And I think they even go past $10 million. Um, and back in 2016, there were residents that lived there, such as H. Lee Scott, uh, Walmart's former uh, CEO. He lived mm-hmm. there. Um, I don't know if Travis Walton lived there or not.
4: <laughs> you are literally, though, John, you're on the grounds. Uh, like yeah, like he was saying, and so this is a luxury community on the grounds. Um and it comes with perks and different things you can do at Disney and free shuttle service and things like that. Um and oh, wait,
3: if you're on the grounds, it means you're still living in Orlando. Right.
4: Well um, I, Okay. Well actually I, I had know it's, it's all,
0: lost
3: all yeah. value to me. Yeah.
2: It has I'm its own out. designation. Yeah,
3: because it's in Orlando, is
2: that's just a done
4: deal
3: for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Uh,
4: might, be, <laughs> might be under a dome, which is something that uh, he was actually supposedly wanting to work on to put the whole place under a dome back in the day so that he could get rid of the <laughs> Orlando's uh, weather, Orlando-ness. So maybe you know that's coming up in the future. Who knows? Oh, man. I, I, like I, could, I could totally see that happening. So yeah. I looked up to the, like, the $2.5 They started about $2.4 million. And yeah. it wasn't an overly, like, 1,900 square feet. Nice-looking home, but you're paying for the amenity. Oh, and here's a perk. Anything you buy when you're on the park, they'll deliver it to your home.
2: <laughs> yeah. For free. For free. Oh, polite or or $2.4 million, however you want to look at it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> hey.
3: So if you want, like, a mouse-shaped pretzel, uh, soft pretzel, like you'd get walking you'd through you get the most of it delivered.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The HOA fees at this place are over twenty thousand
4: dollars that that's not surprising at all sadly enough. yeah you know um yeah yeah,
2: yeah well a nominal uh, fee it's a nominal fee
3: i do wonder now a uh, serious question jokes aside like how do they account for security i wonder like you must you must have to agree oh. to all kinds of provisions, probably and it's gated security service there yeah.
4: you know, so it's a very gated community, and you've been vetted before
3: you get in there,
4: and oh, yeah. probably
3: a, you know well, that's my point if, like if I bought a house there, I couldn't have conspiracy bot come over. they wouldn't let him in no, no, but but most <laughs> would not allow him in
4: for the you know so <laughs> I don't
3: think that's I mean the, the local grocery store won't let him in either. I, I guess that's not saying. The incident, <laughs> <you know. laughs>
2: But Yeah, Uh, there's like eight little neighborhoods encompassed in the whole – Yeah, and they're all around water
4: in one way or another. But yeah, it's a a nice little place. You're right there. Yeah. Going along with that, here's another one that's interesting, and this one is absolutely true, just like the last one. Um, When I said that they would deliver stuff to you, the other thing is if you ever go there, one of the things they pride themselves on is – you never see things being transported around. You never see uh, an a cowboy walking through an astronaut area. <laughs> you never see a cart delivering water to one of the or a bunch of stuffed animals to one of the sheds, because the entire place has um tunnels or the utilidors as they call them secret the secret the utilidors yeah and yes. uh, so i said that cowboy so you know they his alleged hand there's you know cowboys cutting out through tomorrowland
3: and di- this is uh d- tell the story right at disneyland yeah and not not disney world like like Walt well, this saw was, it happen yeah he was there and he and he was angry yeah <laughs> you know i get so boom they build tunnels a really cool thing about or interesting at least to me uh about the utilidors is they aren't technically underground everyone thinks of them as the underground tunnels technically the part of the park you walk on is the second floor so the utilidors are built above ground and then the part that you walk on is the second floor um think about that as an, just an architectural feat that is that's pretty amazing yeah, it is yeah Yeah. And so
4: they use them for you characters get around stocking vendors and all sorts of tales of murder. There's there's so many creepy stories and bosses. And one of the main uses, because if you go to college, one of the things that people always want to do is get one of those Disney residencies or whatever. You can go there. Sex. They fucking those things all the time. The kids that are working and people and things like that. Lots of boning. Uh, going on in those underground areas.
2: You won't see that as a Disney movie, Bonin in Magic Kingdom.
4: Yeah, yeah. But you might be in an underground tunnel and see Buzz Lightyear railing away on... I oh, know, like a, <laughs> on, on, on poo. <laughs> Winnie <laughs> the poo. You know, something like that.
3: So, so uh, if you want to see what the Utilidors look like, they're not all that exciting. Um, there's lots of videos on YouTube. You know, people secretly filming inside the utilidors and they are uh, so utilidor is short for utility corridor and that's exactly what they look like they if you've ever walked around the insides of a uh, nfl stadium or major league baseball park same thing just kind of big you know cinder block walls that are painted pipes running along the walls and then you know there's there's you know, they're that's bright where, area you know, they're
4: not nearly as terrifying as one might think of like corridors
3: Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's also where they uh, prepare all the food in the park. Yeah. Uh, not just transport it, but they also prepare it uh, down there as well.
4: We teased a little bit when I said murder because there's all sorts of s- stories or death. Um, so I want to do one that is true, at least part of it, and part of it might not be true. Uh, but I am going to tell about a death in the park. This one is the death of Debbie Stone. Um, she was a worker who was actually killed by a moving attraction. So they they got a. a, a, a Ride, I guess you could call it the carousel of progress. And then years ago, it changed to America sings. And what it is is you're in these seats and in like the carousel, you move around and these stages move. And so you see like six different shows of animatronic singing. Well, she was a guide and she would be on the stage and it would move and she'd be like, okay, next up is, you know, these birds are going to sing to you about, I don't know, like jazz, <laughs> you know, whatever. And She got trapped between the walls as they moved and was literally crushed to death and very sad. So now, like, it's, it's something that they're, they're very aware of. But here's where it gets, here's where the fact stops and the, the, uh, the hearsay starts or whatever you want to call it. Some people say that if you get near the wall, you can hear her say, careful. (laughs) <laughs> she's just a really <laughs> thoughtful ghost in the afterlife
3: careful care it's the most polite ghost Be ever
4: safe. don't don't fucking kill yourself i died there <laughs> she's canadian, <laughs> canadian. hey there don't 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 watch yourself there so we're gonna keep these going uh that that seems like a good spot we're gonna have a lot more let's go to break real quick because i need to, to freshen up my drink and um get some more uh ghost stories going
3: <laughs> that's coming. I think we'd all appreciate it if you freshen up as well <laughs> on Hysteria fifty one.
1: After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to him, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big ol' move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for fifteen bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just fifteen bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's Mintmobile M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria. H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details.
3: All I'm saying is, Fantasia is good on weed. That's what I'm trying to say. It had nothing to do with what
4: you said earlier,
3: James. <laughs>
4: <laughs> We're gonna cut off John's lying and hit me with another one. What else you got? You have got you any more?
3: have you ever watched Fantasia? Have you ever watched Fantasia on oh, weed? weed? Yeah. Uh, hey guys, I have uh, I have one for you. Oh, okay. oh, you do? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that Peter Pan is actually the angel of death? Ooh, I've heard this. I've heard this.
4: And I, this actually makes a whole lot of sense. And if you've got, yeah, if you watch like other shows and stuff, it, you know, when he he's kind of like a bad guy. But yeah, keep going.
3: Yeah, it's kind of this is a this is a really fun play on the story, or uh, interesting or intriguing, and like kind of viewing it through this light. But you you'll note that uh, if you if you watch the movie or if you read the stories, the Lost Boys don't ever grow up. It could be because they're already dead, and Neverland is some form of the afterlife. So, uh, well, hold, hold familiar, on, real quick.
4: Are you saying that Peter Pan is a strong creative, like Nosferatu? Rem- oh, str- and and maybe Neverland is his. Uh, Neverland is his inscape that he's created, and he takes the children there. I don't know. I'm, so I'm really vampiric. In a Nosferatu right now. He's a yeah. He's yeah.
3: a vampiric. Okay. Okay. All right. So uh, if you're familiar with Peter Pan, you'll know that it was a story that existed before the movie. It was uh, the stories were written by author J.M. Barry and Barry's brother died when uh, when he was just 13. And and this leads some to folks to think that the idea of, you know, a kid dying and never growing up uh, came from his real life. Um, the theory also somewhat ties to a pretty famous line from uh, from the story, uh, the quote, to die would be an awfully big adventure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, you know. yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, just you know, if, if, in context. Uh, now, obviously this isn't a Disney only conspiracy. The, you know, the stories were written before Disney. They just did their take on it, Right. but they're complicit. They're, complicit. they're in on it. They're in on it. Just
2: like they're in on every fucking thing else.
4: Well, maybe Peter That's Pan, right. his, his, for his inscape to work, he needs people to believe in him like Freddy Krueger. So, Walt Disney is, is is feeding into that by keeping his memory alive.
2: I like how we just took a beloved Disney character and we just made him a fucking monster.
3: Have you listened to the show?
0: <laughs> yes. And I, love I mean,
3: it. I mean, I can't say that's the first time we've done that this week. All right. So, James, do you have uh, do you have another one for us? Yeah. So uh,
2: abandoned parks. This is true. I guess everything that Disney has touched over the years isn't, you know, paved in gold or whatever. Right. So there's two abandoned parks at Disney world. One is called discovery Island. It's in Bay Lake and it's been abandoned since 1999. It was originally called treasure Island. Um, when it opened up in 1974 as a bird sanctuary and it was rebranded as discovery Island in 1978. Um, it had all kinds of exotic animals, flamingos, and, uh, and it was a, there was a beach for tourists there too. Um, The island could only be accessed from a Disney resort boat or a Walt Disney World cruise and was known as a premier tourist destination from like the 70s to the 90s, but it's no longer open. Um, And there's a, there's a couple of reasons. One, uh, the main reason that it closed is that uh, there was a deadly bacteria um, found in the park's waters. Um, It could cause death by affecting a human's nervous system. So that's happy. That's
4: fun fuck (laughs) yes
2: uh yeah there's a but there's a but yeah that that could you imagine a bunch of uh, rumors
4: of they were abusing the animals and things like that or neglecting them not abusing that seems to go could go down a different route but yeah and so they just kind of you know, cut their losses, but in true yeah. Disney fashion, what they do even on rides, a lot of times they don't get rid of them. They just build around it. They now build this one's it. awesome. Yeah. And I'm sure you've seen this. Did you see where a few years ago, that photographer swam there and toured it at, during the day and night?
2: Yep. He took pictures of it and it's creepy as hell. Yeah. yeah.
4: And part of it still, Ooh, has I'm to light- see that part of it still has yeah. the lights on. Why the fuck does it have li- like in the middle of the place all of a sudden yeah. shit's lit up and he's like, this is creepy. So people say that it is haunted by the ghosts of like different characters and all this shit. I mean, there's all these stories yeah. about it, but it is yeah. a creepy, and- creepy place. And it's got all the weird piratey slash, you know, bird sanctuary stuff still there, still and it's there, still and covered just looks, in birds.
2: It just looks creepy as shit. And did you hear about the guy back like when uh you know the the coronavirus like first started back in April? There was a guy that was camping out
3: there.
4: Oh no shit.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, w- I got to tell you, I would pay for a tour of this place. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right.
4: Yeah, yeah, there was a guy. He
3: was uh
2: Richard McGuire uh, from Mobile, Alabama. Was arrested on April thirtieth after camping on Discovery Island for multiple days. Um, he told police officers he didn't know that the park was closed to visitors.
4: <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> officer. I didn't know I couldn't do that. <laughs> like Dave Chappelle, you know, <laughs> like what? <laughs> oh my god! <sighs>
0: oh yeah. man!
4: Uh, so. I think I'll take it to a little bit darker of a of a thing. And I'll go back to – I will say this. This one is up in the air. You can choose. Okay. Um, it, it could be true. It could be not true. Of course, they're not going to come out and say this. But this is one that – it's a stigma that has been around uh, Walt Disney for a long time. And that was the thought that Walt Disney was an anti-Semite. And many, many people claim this. And there are many rebuttals. And um, here's a quote. There are many charges against Walt Disney. And if you answered every one of them, you'd have a four hour film that was nothing but rebuting charges said. uh, That's a quote from Neil Gabler, author of Walt Disney, The Triumph of the American Imagination. Um, That was a quote that he uh, he gave to the USA Today. And he said that. This blows my mind, and I, I think this is kind of a gross statement, and I want to read this. He said that uh, he read every one of Disney's papers in the company's archives, and he's quoted as saying, I saw no evidence other than casual anti Semitism that virtually every Gentile of the time would have that Walt Disney was an anti Semite. Oh, so just a normal amount of anti Semitism. Oh, just enough. He yeah, had just a touch of hate, you know, and disgust. <laughs>
3: I don't know John doesn't wow. that bother you doesn't it make your skin crawl a little bit the way I more the way it was phrased than anything like <laughs> um, well how can I say this what I'm guessing they were trying to say is that accepted norms in the way people mm-hmm. spoke back then were different than they are today right. because we have improved as fucking society and the way he said that though is like the accepted amount of, anti- well, I don't know that anyone was accepting it. I think it was more along the lines of this is. I mean, like there, people have said bad shit for a long right. time, and and guess what? Twenty years from now, we're gonna look back at some of the stuff oh, we say today course. and go, oh god, of course. did we say? That? You know, uh, I'm not, I'm not excusing if he said anything that was faintly anti-Semitic. I, it's horrible. I'm not excusing it, but like the way that guy said, it, like, wait, wait. I I I I think the 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 bigger question at hand is: Are some of these accusations about him saying these horrible, wretched things about him meeting with horrible, wretched people? Right? Uh, are these true or not? So they did do,
4: like I said, PBS did a film about him, and the person, the woman who had done it before, she'd recently done one on Henry Ford. So Deadline Hollywood, uh, they asked her. And, you know, uh, about the anti Semitism because it's not addressed at all. And she said, unlike the subject of her, her previous film, Henry Ford, who was, as she said, a, you know, a very much anti Semite. In the case of Disney, she's quoted saying, it wasn't relative to who he was, so it's not part of the film. Again, I don't exactly understand. Okay, now that, that's disgusting. disgusting. That's like,
3: that's like saying, you know, uh, other than the kids that, that he molested you know other than that, other than that. Uh, it, it really didn't it really didn't pertain to who he was as a person i mean if the guy was an anti semite, let's i mean let's get rid of any kind of gold halo that hangs around his name and let's you know uh, expose him for right, what he was right, right. there's no question about it so yeah, uh, yeah
4: it's a it's a oh tough pill to as well here's something that we do know this is according to the new york times uh, an article from 1938, a month after the Nazi assault on uh, the German Jews, uh, Walt Disney gave Hitler's personal filmmaker, and I'm going to butcher this name. Uh, the name was Lenny Reifenstahl, and he gave him a tour of the, of Disney Studio, and Reifenstahl uh, offered to show Disney uh, did depictions of the 1936 Berlin Olympics, blah, blah, blah. Eventually, the Times reported that Disney turned down the German artist's uh, ability or working with him because he realized quote working with her would ruin his reputation so take that in and um then you have in the biography of of right author steve bach writes that upon her return to germany she thanked disney for receiving her saying it was gratifying to learn how thoroughly proper americans distance themselves from the smear campaign of the jews that was her, her uh take on on walt disney himself so this
0: one it always goes back episode. to the Nazis, right? It always goes back to the Everything. Nazis.
3: It always does. It's
4: um, true. I'm you have listened to this show. I don't think I'm going <laughs> to give him a pass on this. I think it still needs to be looked into. Um, yeah. But it's a lot easier to whitewash someone's character, their backstory, because your their name is worth billions and billions and billions of
0: dollars.
3: Yeah. Now, I'm not saying everyone who likes Walt Disney is an anti-Semite. But I am saying they're okay with it. Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: It's just I meant I never
3: know. We'll never know, you know, unless there's some,
4: you know, I mean, maybe when it's far enough uh, removed, but it's such a terrible thing. So that brings me a, a little bit away from the conversation of the conspiracies and stories and stuff like that. There is a lot of mistrust in Disney nowadays because it's so big. Uh, do you think that that's based in reality you two uh, is Disney too big should there be it or is that just you know it's not a monopoly it's nothing it's just the way that business is working you know what are your thoughts
2: that's such a loaded well, of I, I gotta look so the so the consumer in me <laughs> the one that likes Star Wars and Marvel and all the other shit and and all that the consumer in me says no let's keep this shit going
0: <laughs> Right. right right right
2: but the 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 other side of me that's just kind of like, eh, it that is it is it? I guess I guess it goes to that thing of is it too big to fail?
4: Maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get that.
3: I think. Uh, well, uh, well, first and foremost, I think there. You know, you have to have two separate conversations about Walt Disney as a person and then about the Disney company, right? Yeah. Walt Disney is as a, as, as a person. It is. Re- no doubt had his flaws. Mm-hmm. I I haven't done I'll, I'll just I haven't done enough research to form an opinion as to whether he was anti-Semitic or not. And if he was, I'm fucking out. I'm all the way out in every way, shape, or form. And I would never you know I'm not going to make an a, an exception for well those were the times. Right. I fucking hate that. That's 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 not it was a acceptable time. <laughs> yeah, you know it was, and and you know what there were bad people and good people then too. Yeah. Um. The the however. And taking that as I mean, because there, there's there are more than one per there, there are people that are on the record saying how bad of a person he was to them, like how he treated workers. Yeah. And there are also plenty of people that talked about how he was the kindest, warmest, gentlest person they had ever worked for. There were there's more more than one uh, uh, Jewish person on record saying, I, I, I have no idea how he could have been an anti-Semitic. He was lovely to me. He knew I was Jewish. It was wonderful. Um I, I just haven't done enough research to to have an opinion on that. However, him as a person aside, the company, he's dead. He's long gone mm-hmm. or frozen in a capsule somewhere. Either way, right. uh, the company, it's an interesting question. You know, can a company get too big? I don't know. I don't know that a company can get too big on the surface because you know what they've done a really good job of? They've done a really good job of diversification. It's not like they're just too big in theme parks and they have a theme park on every corner across the world, or they're just too big in merchandising, and you know, they're only you can only buy a stuffed animal that is a Disney stuffed animal. It's that they do a really good job and are at at the head of like fifty different industries. I will yeah. say you know?
4: that I, I think a company can get too big, that's why monopoly laws are input, because then they can become its own behemoth of an entity, well, no, but, but that is two different things, I think, as far but as... Mon-
3: monopoly laws are in place for them to be too big in one industry. Well, but, but now it's, that, what I was well, saying is that they're big world, in multiple.
4: But we're definitely in a different world where so many things are so touching one another. Like, uh, you know, things are... Entertainment is... Not one thing anymore. Like uh, the movie industry is now also movie and animation and podcasting and and everything touches, you know, uh, uh, music, everything overlaps. And so I I, I do think like that's something to be looked at by people that are smarter than me, I guess is what I'm saying. But um, I think that things like that can run amok i just don't know that disney is doing so right now they're just buying up a lot of stuff smartly or not smartly however you want to say it uh they're they're spending a lot of coin and uh
3: it's working it for them so far well, yeah think about this though like, like i mean uh, now this is <laughs> you can make the argument uh, well think about this the market cap for disney right now as a corporation is 222 billion dollars it's a lot of money yeah it's a lot of it's a huge corporation right the market cap for Apple right now is $2 trillion. Right, 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 right. I mean, they are. Yeah, the, the, I guess what I'm saying is if we want to start considering companies being too big, uh, I, Disney's not the place I'd start. They, they're so diversified across many spectrum. They don't own any particular spectrum. But Brent, you make a really good point as as things become more consolidated, especially in media. I guess that's the media word I was struggling for. media. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, media is really interesting because it, it, and there are there are there are very specific laws in place around media uh what the FCC allows what they don't allow uh what the FTC allows uh in what you can say in advertising what you can say in broadcast um th- that are structured because you can't own too much of the the generalized mm-hmm. media otherwise it turns into China where you've got s- state, state sponsored, sponsored media, media, only, you mm-hmm. yeah. know. Um, and, and that's the, that's the interesting kind of parallel or well, that's the interesting intersection of what Disney owns, right? right. From all of those TV, uh, uh, stations that you mentioned earlier, Brent to the movies to what Print they're doing media, with Disney plus everything,
4: everything.
2: Yeah. everything. yeah. You know, there was talks back, um, before he passed away, uh, between Steve jobs and uh, Bob Iger about uh, a merger between Apple and Disney, man, <laughs> could you imagine,
3: you know what? I bet that at that time it would have been Disney uh, aqua hiring Apple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Di- at the time I, Disney was bigger than Apple. I'm sure. Yeah. And, and boy, the, I mean like, like Apple could, could reach into its pocket, you know, g- grab the lint out, see how much is left in there and go, huh? Oh yeah, I guess we could buy Disney. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah.
4: So kids, that's kind of our, uh, our takes on some of the conspiracies. Some of there's a lot out there. We could have kept going deaths and things that you know death and haunted mansion and and different uh space mountain is haunted and just so many things where this could keep going and going and going and you know maybe we'll even do another episode on this sometime because uh give it a year and there's going to be 16 more we can make up our own yeah. you know what i mean so six months yeah right <laughs> uh, but real quick james thank you so much for joining us and it was a fun topic. So I didn't even know it would get so heady when we are talking about, you know, monopoly laws and, and uh, <laughs> you know, anti-Semitism and shit. You're like, let's just talk about some craziness. Like, see what you did. Get off the fucking show is what I'm getting. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Thanks
2: for having me, guys.
4: Thank you so much for being on here. Thank you for a, a fun topic. And, and uh, John, yeah, you even uh, threw some stuff in there. It was a heady one. Did you think it was going to be so heady? I enjoyed it.
3: No, I, 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 well, it puts you this way. When I was in fourth grade, I did a book report or a person report, I guess, on Walt Disney. And none of this came up.
4: (laughs) (laughs) You don't say it wasn't in your Funk and Wagnalls encyclopedia that you're referencing at the time. I had a world,
3: I had a, I had a world book. Ooh. I'm not shitting you. I had a world book from like 1969 that had belonged to my father. And it was a whole set. Like, like mm-hmm. you know, the, A was a book and B was a book. No, and, I had that. Yeah. Um, when, when I did that report, uh, we, we started to notice that they were taking on their age. You know, things <laughs> like uh, uh, different countries that no longer exist and, and things of that nature. So I ca- I had to get this report done and I I... I I wasted a bunch of time and procrastinated, and it was like the night before, and I convinced my parents, I'm like, I just, I'm just going to cut pictures out of these things, because we're going to throw them away yeah. anyway. So my report was, ch- was chock full of awesome, interesting pictures from the encyclopedia.
0: <laughs> it's It's <funny. because laughs> I cut them out of the encyclopedia. It's so
4: old that like you're looking at the uh, the the map in the back, and it's got all the countries, and you're like, Turad? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Tear like what the hell? <laughs> Mom!
4: <Dad>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I
3: thought you were gonna go like Mesopotamian no, no, or something. But oh, no, 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 you went you went full-on alternating universe. Man, <laughs> I love it.
4: <laughs> so like I said, thank you so much, uh James and John. but uh, if if people wanna to talk about this, talk about what James topic was and all their favorite disney experiences and stories and
3: conspiracies where can they do that at that would be in hysteria nation it's our facebook discussion group just go to facebook.com and search hysteria nation you're on
4: facebook facebook.com slash hysteria 51 pod that is our normal facebook page patreon patreon.com slash hysteria 51 for one dollar a month or more you can get all sorts of extra stuff content up all nights radio dramas lots of fun Leave us a voicemail so you can hear yourself on the show. 773-669-7277. Again, 773-669-7277. If you forget any of this, where can they go? Hysteria51.com. Yeah, tell a friend, take a friend there, or go to gofopedia.com with a friend. Get them really crazy. G-O-F-O-P-E-D-I-A. It'll get you the same place.
3: (laughs) I need to pull the Google Analytics on Gofopedia. (laughs) Seven people use it daily. (laughs) Seven (laughs) people. Six of them came from yeah,
4: Berwick.
0: Right.
4: <laughs> so that's been our thoughts on our favorite or or not so favorite, maybe maybe disgusting, uh, conspiracies around the uh, monstrosity behemoth that is Disney. With that said, I've been Brent.
3: I've been James. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It
1: was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as well.